0: On today's episode of Let's Grow Together, I talk with Alvaro Barrios. And I love this individual specifically because he has actually coached me specifically in the world of Facebook advertising. However, Today's episode is not about marketing. As you know, this podcast is not about marketing. If you want to do marketing, there's plenty of programs that I can recommend for you. This is about growing together, focusing on the things that are going to help you grow. And Alvaro is no different and shares so many key insights that have helped him grow his business from quitting his nine to five, you know, to investing in masterminds and how that has dramatically changed his life and his business in what it takes. This episode is super helpful in really establishing some principles that are going to help you grow. So without further ado, let's dive in. But first, the intro. Welcome to Let's Grow Together. My name is Nick Bonitatibus, motivational speaker and digital marketing strategist. And this podcast is all about helping you grow both in life and Business. Let's dive in. As always, I am so excited because I just have the most amazing people that I get to have on my show, and this individual is no different. Um, It's really cool when I get to bring on people that actually coach me and somebody that I refer to often um, when it comes to Facebook ads. And uh, my friend here, Alvaro, is an expert. Um, And so I am so grateful to have you here. Alvaro,
1: welcome. Thank you so much, Nick. That's a very, very kind uh, introduction and I'm very excited and honored to be on your podcast. Appreciate it. I appreciate your time. So real quick, just
0: tell us a little about uh, who you are, what you do and who you serve.
1: Yeah, so I mean like I said my name's Alvaro and um so I'm a Facebook ads manager. Uh, I run an agency and we work uh, mostly with online entrepreneurs selling digital products and services and the way I always like to phrase it is that you know we help uh, businesses bring in uh, more leads and more sales through the power of Facebook ads. Love it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I know that this works cuz again I'm a I'm a student of the program of of the results that come <laughs> Now, one thing I will say, so this podcast, I intentionally don't talk about marketing. As much as I love marketing, it's a cool thing. So if you're thinking we're going to talk about Facebook ads, that's not the intention of this, uh, <laughs> of this, but if you want to learn more, this is the guy. Um, but what I really want to dive into again is like your journey and kind of like, how did you get started into this? I, I, we've never actually even talked about this of like, when did your entrepreneurial journey begin?
1: yeah it's a so it's interesting story um and i'll tell you right off the bat that i mean out of college you know i never envisioned myself getting into marketing at all (laughs) um so out of college uh i actually thought i was gonna work in the real estate space which i did actually for a little while but then i realized i didn't hate uh I, i hated it so i hopped around with different industries for a long time and then in roughly 2015 Um, that's when I first uh, got my first marketing gig. And I loved that. I was instantly hooked. I was like, this is, you know, I found my calling, you know, as as, uh, people say. And so uh, eventually, you know, I got to a point where I had enough knowledge and skills that I knew I could leave my corporate job and start my own business, which always was actually a goal of mine. Entrepreneurship has always interested me. I just never knew, you know, what, um, what form that would take, you know, along if you had asked me like probably like 10 years ago, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to invent some sort of product, but I, I never have any good product ideas, So that, that never came to fruition. Uh, but, um, you know, eventually, like I said, I, had, I realized I had the skills and knowledge um to start a Facebook ads agency. And so uh, I left my corporate job and uh, have been doing this ever since. Love it. Amazing. What was
0: the, what was like the point where you decided to do it? Was like, Was it a tough decision? Did you start working on this side? Like, what was that process for you to be able to quit
1: your nine to five? Yeah, so... couple things one I actually had finished paying off my student loans which was actually very important because I didn't want to have any debt hanging over my head and so so that was kind of hurdle number one that I overcame and then beyond that a couple things one I was just kind of getting tired of my corporate job like it was good while it lasted obviously I learned a lot and it actually gave me the skills a lot of the skills that I have today but just because of you know the politics that you find at, a, at any corporate job I was just kind of getting tired of that and so I was getting a little bit worn down. And plus, um, you know, I, I was getting ready to invest in a mastermind. And um, that mastermind uh, was a huge pivotal moment for me joining that. And it really um, helped sparked uh, the growth of my business. Um, so kind of those three things together uh, made me realize that, uh, okay, it's time to go and uh, do my own thing.
0: Mastermind. Yes. <laughs> Love that. Um, how important, I mean, obviously you just mentioned that that was a big pivotal, but just like in your role and where you are, how important is just have that group of people, um, that are willing to, to get you out of, out of, out of that spot.
1: I mean, I can say unequivocally, it's the best investment I've ever made in my entire life. And, um, you know, this is coming from someone that has not one, but two business degrees from private universities. So I spent, uh, way too much money. And I got into way too much debt. And um, I'll be honest, as an entrepreneur, I never think back on anything I learned in those business degrees, whether it be undergrad or graduate school. Uh, And it's a little depressing when I think about that, because like I said, I invested a lot of money. And uh, I spent a lot of time paying off those student loans. Um, But uh, the mastermind, I mean, that was, like I said, it was the best investment I ever made in my entire life. It it was expensive. I'm not going to deny that fact. But when I compare it to what I invested in you know university both for undergrad and graduate school I mean minimal you know absolutely minimal the investments Um, so if I could honestly go back in time um, I would have skipped all all the investments I made uh, you know with with college and graduate school and I would have gone straight into a mastermind uh, because honestly it's just the best way to learn when you surround yourself with people that are either in the same boat or actually far ahead of you and um, you know I've always been someone that I actually enjoy being um, the dumbest person in the room and And um, I, in that mastermind, when I was in there, I was for sure the dumbest person in the room um, because my business was, you know, at at its very early stages, everyone else was, um, you know, had been in either for a few years or actually many years and maybe even already had, um, you know, a six to seven figure business. So being able to be around those people and soak in their knowledge, ask them questions um, was just a far superior learning experience than anything I did, um, you know, learn in school
0: amazing yeah um that's so awesome and it is such an interesting because we bring up what would probably be a very debated topic on you know like college um and
1: how things are <laughs> I, know, and just- i can debate this all day by the way <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah because it's an interesting thing especially in the entrepreneur world i mean when you think about it and i've said this too like i i spoke one time at um, a fraternity uh like a networking conference. And my thing was you can learn anything you want online. Like, Oh, you want to learn how to build websites, go on to YouTube, learn how to build websites, then start building them and then get paid to do it. It's like, what, you know, <laughs> Yeah. who knew it could be that simple. And like, yes, everyone's like, yeah, well, everyone knows you can like find stuff on YouTube, but you know, people don't do it and don't mm-hmm. realize like this education and education. Now they make you take all ridiculous classes and, It's absurd. Maybe, maybe we don't go down that, um, that (laughs) rabbit hole. Um, but I find, so having a mastermind is like so important. I love that you just talked about like being the dumbest person in the room because it's one of those things that is so important in our development, you know? And what happens is we have egos that get in the way. You know, we want to always constantly feel like we're the smartest. You know, and and that's particular for me because I've struggled with that in general, just like feeling like I wasn't smart enough. And so that's something that I always strive for. But really, you know, being able to get rid of that ego and you know just kind of get over that and learn. So when you were in this group, like, what were some of like the biggest parts aside from being the dumbest in the room that helped you kind of to get to this next
1: level? I mean, I, it really boils down to mindset, you know, for me at least, which, which is kind of funny. Cause again, you know, coming from someone who got a traditional business education and so I, you know, mindset is never covered in any business class in any university. Right. Uh, But I can tell you today just from experience and also being in the mastermind and the way I've grown my own business I mean, mindset's huge. It's, it's 90%. Honestly, that's how much weight um, I would put into it. And so that and, and you know, kind of seeing the mindset of entrepreneurs that are a higher level than me and seeing how they react. And actually what we we're just talking about right now, a second ago of being the dumbest person in the room and being comfortable with that. I mean, that's mindset too, because you're right. I mean, that's not, that's not easy, right? You know, you know especially coming from someone who had, who had, you know, two business degrees, you know, you think, you know, a thing or two about business. Um, and so, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, which again, that, that in and of itself is a mindset shift. And there's mindset shifts around uh, money, especially and stuff like that. And mindset shifts around an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset and all that kind of stuff. So, so mindset is really what it boiled down to. And that was by far uh, my biggest takeaway when it came to that, uh, my time in the mastermind. And, um, you know, I credit my mindset shifts um, with uh, the majority of um, success that I've experienced in my business so far. That's awesome.
0: Was there something particular was the money, a big part? Um, you know, if you think about it from the abundance, just, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of, a uh, you know, guessing what you're thinking here, but what if it's an abundance mindset and it's a financial thing, specifically in Facebook ads, it's like, hey, if you believe it's going to happen, then you should have no problem investing a bunch of money into some ads, right? So is that kind of like how that's helped you?
1: For sure, for sure. So, I mean, that's one great example. And I I also think, you know, and, and we all fall into this trap at some point or another, whenever we're trying to make some kind of investment or decision where we have to pick option A or option B, we kind of default into only thinking about the money that we're quote unquote, not going to make. So uh, easy example, right? So um, the the mastermind itself, that investment, like I said, it was not a cheap mastermind. Um, It was, I mean, it was $10,000 for for six months and I actually stayed in it for for 12 months. So I I ended up investing $20,000 in the mastermind. And so an easy way to think about that is like oh that's twenty thousand dollars that it's going out of my business right because there's no quote unquote direct return on that right it's not like okay cool i get this put this money in and i get this money out right like which you can do by the way with facebook ads um and so just being able to look at um the way money is being spent differently and not focusing on what I'm quote unquote losing, but you have to focus on, um, you know, what you're gaining and, and, you know, what you're not giving up or what you are giving up and stuff like that. So just being able to think about investments, um, business investments specifically, um, you know, has been, been a huge uh, part of, you know, being able to get to where I am today.
0: Yeah. And it's so awesome because again, you bring up such a great point, you know, in the comparison between a mastermind versus like Facebook ads, you know, because you, a lot of times with Facebook ads, you can measure your ROI. It's like, Hey, you know, I I put this amount of money in, I make this amount, you know, or generate this amount of leads or whatever it may be you know, but where a mastermind is like, you don't, you don't get that. <laughs> yeah. And I feel, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I have been in masterminds myself too. I haven't actually been in any paid masterminds. Um, I was in a mastermind, which is wild to think about. We only had like four sessions. Um, but in that time, all four of us over the last year had at the time all had jobs, all left our jobs and all now live in different cities from where we were meeting up at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So again, that's like proof in the mastermind of just like being in a room with people that are all trying to do more. And we had some breakthrough conversations. Yes, it was short, but that was still like something that I will never forget. Mm -hmm. And so from that level of like investing in yourself, but also you get what you put into it. Right. Would you agree with that?
1: Oh yeah. hundred percent. I mean, so, so, the, I mean, the only reason I say that the mastermind was the best investment I've ever made is because I put the work in, right. It's not, it's not like I joined and then magically my agency grew, right. You know, just, it, it, that'd have been cool. Right. But, um, it didn't, it didn't work that way. I still had to put in, um, the work, um, just like everyone else. And, um, you know, so, so that is an important, uh, point to make that, um you know you have to you can't just like join a mastermind and think that mastermind is going to do the work for you um at the end of the day you still have to you know roll up your sleeves and and do the do your own work
0: yeah and that's exactly it and i think sometimes people have a tendency to be like oh well you know if i just do this like magic things are going <laughs> to happen you know and and that's what this is that i mean that's what this show is about is like you got to put in the work like the knowledge doesn't help you you know Like I love, um, Jim quick. You've heard Jim quick. Mm -hmm. Um, he's got a great quote where he says, knowledge isn't power. Knowledge is the potential of power. Um, because if you don't use that knowledge, then what, what good is it? Yeah. Exactly. It's just yeah. It's just then. I hope people are listening and just understanding that aspect. Like if you just listen to the show and then you don't actually do anything with it, it's not going to help you. Mm -hmm. You know. Yes, is it good to surround yourself with people? And a podcast is a similar aspect. Um, And I think that's a good a good point that that I remember Tim Ferriss brought up was that that you don't need to like know people specifically to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. Mm -hmm. You can read books. you can, you know, listen to podcasts. Have, have you ever had any, um, like really influential books or people like influencers that have
1: made a huge impact on you? Oh, 100%. And I actually like to refer to these types of people as, um, you know, my digital mentors, so to speak. So those people that um, I probably in in most cases, I've never met in my entire life. And, um, you know, probably never will. But at the end of the day, they've had a massive impact in just the way I think and go about my business. Um, so, you know, a couple examples in terms of like the big names out there. Uh, Brendan Bouchard, for sure, I'm a huge fan of his. He's had a massive impact um, on, on my life. Um, actually, Jim Quick is actually someone also that I follow and I like his stuff a lot too. Tim Ferriss, uh, he's been awesome. Um, and then I'm trying to think, oh, Jim Fortin. Um, so I've never actually met Jim Fortin in person, uh, but I do follow him and, and listening to him also has had massive shifts in my mindset, um, and then tons of books out there. I you know I'm trying to think of like very specific examples, but I read so many books that sometimes it can be hard to remember. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, and, and that is important to know because like I said, the mastermind I was in it was very expensive, um, and so I realized that that's not something that's not um, possible for a lot of people. But, which also, though, to be honest, it wasn't really possible for me too. Uh, I, I I knew if I joined that mastermind, I had to put in a lot of work real. Quick, uh, otherwise I wasn't gonna be able to pay for it, right? So, so there is that aspect too. So, so it's not like I had you know 10k lying around, and uh, you know I was able to pay that. I had to, I had to work my way to get there. Um, but even with that, so I realized that, you know, even those scenarios uh, they're you know, for some people, it is a unique situation, which they can't, um, you know, afford. Um, so at the end of the day, you want to go out and find these digital mentors, right? Read their books, listen to their podcasts, watch their YouTube videos. Um, and, uh, you know, even just with that, you can get a lot of the information that you need to, to, you know, get to where you want to be in life.
0: I love that. I love that. I love the part talking about like not being able to afford it and, and doing it anyway, Um, because I've done that multiple times now, you know, like people don't realize that it is, it's the, if you want to, you know, get that fire burning, put some money on the line, you know, Mm -hmm. don't think about, you know, whether or not you have the money, think about like what you'll do if you put this money down, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're a Kajabi user. I love Kajabi you know, and that was my first, that was my first big one for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you buy a, a an app like Kajabi, it's like, well, you better build your online course and start selling it <laughs> or else you're just like wasting, wasting money. Uh, and, you know, the same thing happened with, with BBD. And, you know, again, it's, so it's just this, like this spiral. Um, have you had m- those things come up more than once. Was just the mastermind. Have you ever like invested in something didn't necessarily could afford, but were willing to to make it happen?
1: Oh, yeah, tons. Um, so, so you know, I'm, I'm in business by design as well. So when I joined that, um, that was also a really scary investment because actually I was also in the mastermind at the same time when I joined uh, BBD. So I was like throwing money at this mastermind and then, you know, business by design comes along and I'm like, holy smokes, like I'm already working so hard just to, you know, keep up and, and stay in the mastermind. So I don't get kicked out. Right. Um, and, but then I was like, I you know, business by design looks like such a great opportunity. I just got to do it. Um, and so I had a hustle for that one as well. Um, and then a lot of investments that I've made, you know, for, for my team as well. So I have a I have a team of five right now. Um, and, um, you know, every single time I've invested in a new person on my team, it's also been very scary, right? Because you're like, oh wait, wait, you know, uh, I don't want to spend more money. I want to keep more money, right? But again you know, going back to what I was saying earlier, you're only focusing on what you're going to quote unquote lose and not focusing on what you will be gaining um, in the future, right? So you're going to get your time back, which means you can focus on your zone of genius more. Um, But you know, it's still scary, right? Even though I have a team of five now, every single time I bring someone um, new onto the team, it's uh, you know, I have, I have to kind of get over that, that fear initially and make that investment and just realize this is what's necessary for my business to grow. And uh, you know, kind of going back to what we were saying about digital mentors, I always go back to what, um, you know, I've heard Jim Fortin say is that, um, you know, in order to get to seven figures, like what's the fastest way to get there? Are you going to think and act like a seven figure CEO or are you going to think and act like a six figure CEO? Um, Right. So, so obviously you need to think and act like a seven figure CEO. So anytime I'm scared about making a big investment in, in my business, I always ask myself, what would an actual seven figure CEO do in my situation right now. And right, you know, a hundred percent of the time is, you know, they, they make the investment and the, you know, they, they pony up the dollars so to speak, uh, and they dive in. So that's uh, something that I always go back to.
0: That's so awesome. Yeah. And it is, it's, it's such an important, um, you know, you bring up a great discussion about just like identity in who we want to be and, you know, as a as a Jim Fortin follower, you know, the B2 have, and I actually like talked about this on a previous uh episode, but it's so critical from that identity standpoint of like really looking at, okay, who do we want to be? And what does that person do? Mm-hmm. But it is really difficult to be able to do that. So do you have any advice? You know, you've been able to do this. You've been able to put yourself in that um you know, in that position, would you have any advice for somebody that's like struggling with this concept? Yeah.
1: um, Well, one is that, you, it never, I mean, at least for me in my experience, it's not like it like gets easier over time. Like this always comes up and I think that's a natural thing. Like, so I think for even uh, people who have already experienced some success, it's still the same feeling, at least for me, every single time. So if you know, you're in that boat, it's okay. And again, this actually goes back to what we were saying even earlier, we're having a lot of tiebacks right now of just being comfortable um, uncomfortable. Right. Um, so, also the discomfort is always going to be there and you have to be comfortable with that. Um, but what I would say is, you know, again, what I always um, try to think back on is um, so I don't have a seven figure business right now. You know, that's certainly my, my goal, but um, you know, I know for a fact because it just makes sense logically that I will get to seven figures more quickly if I think and act like a seven-figure CEO, right? If my goal is to be like low um, six figures, mid six figures, um, right? That's going to take longer uh, to to even get to whatever market is compared to if I was thinking, you know, as a seven-figure CEO. And so I think people put too much weight on a goal and not hitting that goal. Um, so, so every single year, right. My goal is to hit seven figures. Um, I'm not going to hit that this year. Um, and you know, if I'm don't hit it next year, I don't care either. And if I don't, if I don't hit the next year after that, I don't care either. As long as I'm getting closer and making progress, I know I'm going to get there faster if I think and act like a seven figure CEO. So, um, you, you just can't focus on, what the actual end outcome is. You want to focus on the progress that you're making and realize that you're making faster progress, um, you know, compared to if you had a lower financial goal for your business.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and looking at that person being that seven figure CEO. So I'm curious, um, from your perspective, like what are some of the habits of this seven figure CEO? CEO, you mentioned, you know, like investing, being willing to like grow, invest in your team. What are some other things from your perspective um, to really embody that seven figure digital CEO?
1: It's a good question. So I think a lot of it um, has to do with giving up certain things in your business. Cause that comes with growing as a team, right? I started as a, you know, business of one. Um, and now, now I have a team of five. And so there's certain things that I have to give up. I, that I can no longer do. And some of those things have been hard to give up and, because I enjoyed them. Right. But you, you have to focus on, you know, where, what is the best use of my time? Um, and so, just a very simple example, right, um, just to kind of drive home the point is you know reporting right so so my clients get reporting, but me doing a report doesn 't actually advance my business because i 'm not optimizing my clients accounts i 'm not jumping on a sales call i 'm not creating content that people will value all those things do grow my business reporting doesn't that's just something that my clients like to have so that's something that i should be passing off um you know even if it's a task that i enjoy and so being able to let go of things that you do enjoy is a part of um you know the the, the business growth process in, in my mind so i think that's one important aspect and then i think the other important aspect is that um it's success is so much about little things that go on in the background um, that you're never going to get any, recognition for no one's going to pat you on the back for. um, And that's okay. And so that can be as simple as, um, you know, kind of what we were talking about earlier is reading a certain book, making it a point to read books that are going to grow and develop um, your mindsets and stuff like that. You know, that's important. That goes on the background, but no one's going to give you an award for reading, you know, 20 books in a year or whatever it might be. Um, You know, and will people even care? Probably not, right? If you probably tell someone that you read 50 books in a year, they're going to think you're crazy. Um, but uh, it's so many small things like that that go on in the background that um, you know, week after week, month after month, year after year, they add up to a lot and you, you know, they, they turn into some of the biggest pillars of success in your business. So being okay with not getting any type of recognition for a lot of these smaller things that go on in the background, I think that's another important um, concept to kind of think and act like a seven figure CEO.
0: Love it, yeah, and it's that's a really great point, and also a a difficult thing to do, because you know we live in this world of instant you know instant gratification, you know instant uh just like reward of things that we want, and you know in this entrepreneur space. You just can't do that. You can't, like, once, you know, gets. I love the analogy like, no one's going to pat you on the back for reading a book. You know, it, <laughs> yeah. is a, it is a funny thing. You have to want to do those things, you have to enjoy doing those things. I think that's such a huge part in being obsessed with learning and growing, you know, however that may look for you. Um, because when you love it, then it becomes so much easier you know, mm-hmm. have you, have you always been a,
1: a book reader? Um, sorry, not always. I have been for a long time now. Um, I want to say I probably started reading books very consistently starting in probably like roughly like 2012. Cause it was shortly after I graduated college, I graduated college in, in 2010. And, um, prior to that, I was not a book reader at all. Um, and then, and then, um, I would say actually the first book that kind of got me hooked and then, and then I kept on going was the book Freakonomics. Um, I love that book. I just, you know, devoured it. And, and, you know, ever since then um, I've really never stopped. And I try, I try to read one book a month. Um, I I don't always hit that goal. It can be challenging, but um, it's, it's always what I'm aiming for.
0: Yeah. It's uh, it's something that, and do you read them or do you listen to them?
1: I do both. So, so actually typically um, I'm, I'm reading and listening to a book at the same time. So, you know, when I'm like doing chores around the house or something like that, I'll, you know, put on my earbuds and listen to an audiobook. book. Uh, but then in the evenings after, you know, I wind down and the day's over, I'll open an actual physical book and, and read that one as well.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good, uh, and I do the same thing. You know, I, when I go for runs, I'll listen to a book, but then I also have a routine of just like doing the physical. Um, and I think it's a good, it's an important thing to have both. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and to, to go back to like identity is like, I used to have the identity that I wasn't a good reader. And so then, you know, I started doing audio books Cause that was like my justification, like, Oh, I'm not a good reader. So that means that I shouldn't read or I can't read. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, I had to remove myself from that identity, you know, being the the CEO that I wanted to be <laughs> yeah. reads books, like mm-hmm. physical books and being able to shift that identity to somebody that, that does read. Um, and I could never imagine because I was never a reader mm-hmm. To the amount of books that I've read now is like, um, it's like night and day, you know? Right. Exactly. But again, having that identity is, is crazy, you know? Yeah.
1: I think, I think it's also important to, to mix up your books, um, as well. Cause like, I I remember I experienced this early on where, uh, I mean, I'm still obviously very much into personal development, but there was like a certain time period where like I would only read personal development books and that's it. Right. But, um, that can get, that can get like really overwhelming because when, once you're, you know, in a single year, right, you read like six, seven, eight personal development books, you kind of almost forget like what happened in the first or second books that you read. Um, so I always do like to mix in, um, you know, different styles of books, whether they be personal development, um, fiction, nonfiction, um, historical, you know, whatever it may be, simply because after I read a personal development book, I like to make sure that I can, you know, digest the information and actually utilize it, and not just be something that I read and got enjoyment out of, you know, six seven months ago.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, that's something that I actually have recently been trying to switch into because I was noticing that myself. Um, that I was like, man, I, need, I I can't just keep doing these personal <laughs> development um books and like one of the quotes i heard too on the last re- uh book that i read was like i'd rather you read the same book 30 times than you know try and read 30 books you know in a short amount of time because you're going to get more from it um i am curious though what um fiction um books have you read or there certain fiction books or historical books that that you enjoy
1: Oh man. So on the fiction side, um, I, 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 you know, it's funny. I, I'm a huge day Tolkien fan. Um, so, so if I dive into fiction, I, I tend to go, um, in his direction. He's, I man, most people don't realize this there. He's got a lot of great books just beyond the, the Lord of the Rings ones. Um, and so his stuff, I really enjoy. And then from historical standpoint, um, I would say, I would say, um, I, I, this might be a little bit of a touchy subject right now, but I do I do like books that touch on politics, but probably not in the way a lot of people are thinking. Um, I, I I tend to you know because there's so much negativity in the world uh, constantly around, around politics, so actually I tend to lean towards political books that focus on kind of like the good side of things, like the pro, you know the progress that we've made and all that kind of stuff, and um, so something that gives me gives me hope for the future, so to speak.
0: <laughs> nice, yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's a cool concept. That was something that I wanted to look into and I haven't done is like learning more about like, you know, Benjamin Franklin, you know, (laughs) and like certain things that I feel are super important. You know, we like learn about history when we're growing up, but like, I don't know if you were like me, but like, I didn't care at all about history i'm like this is in the past we don't need to know this i don't need to know this (laughs) but it's an interesting and this actually kind of brings a good transition too into like how important it is to look back on the past not just in history but also in our own lives in how we look back um has there been any times recently where you like look back and you're kind of like wow you know like look at look at the progress you know especially as, as I brought up, you know, you talked about your college, like, do you, do you have these moments where you're just like, I, you know, looking back and and reflecting on the past?
1: You mean in terms of like my, my own life specifically? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, so like so, I'm 33 right now. Like, and like I said, when I when I graduated college, I never in a million years would have thought that I would go. I didn't even like marketing when I was in college. It was one of my least favorite subjects. And so now the fact that I run a marketing agency is funny in and of itself. I'm like, wow, look at that. Like, and I, I love marketing. I can geek out on marketing all day long. So just seeing that transformation and how different you know kind of my my life is than what I expected when I first left college, um, you know, that's one thing for sure. And then I would also say that you know, with any type of business, right, you're going to hit some bumps um, along the road, um, you know, even even if you are growing. And whenever I, you know, have those moments where like business is rough, and, and I'm stressed out, this, that, and the other, I have to stop and realize and, and you know, kind of almost laugh at the fact that, you know, where I am right now, I would have begged to be in you know a, a year ago or two years ago right and so that always helps me kind of bring me back to reality you know because I can get frustrated with certain things and different products that I'm working on and I might say like oh I don't know if this is worth it but obviously like you know a year ago or two years ago I would have been begging to be in the, the place I am right now so those moments are for sure something that um, you know I always um, you know kind of when I look back on that I laugh I'm like okay I have nothing to complain about right now because I'm in a good spot
0: yeah. And that's great. I mean, and that's a practice. And that's what people don't think. They, they think that that's, oh, you know, that's just your personality. And it's like, no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I've worked hard to have that mindset to be right. able to reflect on the past, like you're saying. And, mm-hmm. and I've had those same moments where you're like, man, like, I want this, I, you know, I'm trying to do this. And then you look back and you're like, whoa, like, that guy would have killed to be where you are. <laughs> yeah. Like relax, you know, yeah. just like enjoy where you're at. Um, mm-hmm. but again, it's like that, that practice of, of, and sometimes, you know, it's good to try and think about that from a daily practice. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious from that standpoint, do you have any daily practices, routines around your personal development, like journaling, exercise, like anything like that?
1: For sure. Uh, gratitude. I mean, I can just tell you right now, gratitude is 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 massive. Um, so I have my, where's my journal it's somewhere here. <laughs> but um, I, I use the five minute journal, um, which uh, a lot of people have heard of. I've tested several different journals. Um, they're all great. Don't get me wrong. But um, eventually, I kind of circled back to the five minute journal because I just love the ease and simplicity of it. A lot of the other journals out there, like I said, they're still great. But they also can just get like a little overwhelming with the amount of um, stuff you have to fill out in the journal just to get it done. But the five minute journal, it really does take just five minutes a day. And um, you know, what it does is that it starts my day off with gratitude and it ends my day with gratitude and um, kind of, uh, you know, going back to what we were saying a second ago is a lot of times you can have like a certain day where it went well, but then there's just one thing out of the whole day um maybe didn't go well and that's the only thing you're focusing on and so you think you had a bad day but then when you go to reflect on your day and all the things you accomplished and all the good things that happened, right you get to realize wow actually no I i had a really great day i'm just letting this one small thing you know kind of take over my mind um and so so you know gratitude and reflecting on everything that you have everything that you're thankful for um is is huge um and that's that's by far um, you know, the best thing that I can recommend for everyone um, is that at any given moment, there's so much that we can be grateful for. Um, and that can be so hard to realize at times. And so having a journal there that prompts you to really think and and remember um, all the wonderful things you have in your life. Um, I just can't recommend that enough.
0: Love it. Yeah. And I actually got started on the five minute journal. So that's cool. I think you honestly may be the first person that's ever, brought that up, but definitely on the show. Um, cause like, again, I loved the five minute journal and I, I recommend it to anyone who's like, doesn't want to do journaling or doesn't know how to get started. Um, because my first journal was like open prompt and it mm. didn't last. I was yeah. like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I like somebody gave me like a 12 question prompt and I was like, I'm not doing this. This is yeah. ridiculous <laughs> every day. And then you gotta be kidding me. Um, whereas like you said, the five minute journal is like so short, so brief and, and I develop, it's more to an open prompt, but the foundations of my open prompt are still based around the five minute journal. Mm-hmm. I've just like allowed it to grow, like just a little bit more so that it allows for like more things that I'm grateful for, but it's, it's not that different from, yeah. <laughs> from the five minute journal. So journaling's one thing that you do. Are there anything else like in your morning routines or habits? Like when do you journal? Is it like first thing in the morning and just at night? Um, What's kind of like your process
1: throughout the day? Yeah, so I journal actually right before I start working. Um, So that's when I do it in the morning. So I would say that's roughly usually around like 8.45, because I'll start start work normally around 9 a.m. And then I'll journal once again at the end of the day. So usually around somewhere between 5.30 and 6. So those are the two moments that um, I journal. And um, like I said, those, those are very, very important moments throughout the day. In terms of other things that I do, um, I used to do the whole like meditation thing in the mornings. And um, it was great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not trying to you know poo-poo on meditation. Um, but I don't know. Just over time, I, I didn't feel that it was – really, really necessary for me to kind of be in the right mindset on a daily basis and stuff like that. But it's still great. I, you know, if someone um, wants to do it, I highly encourage it. I I still do think it's a good exercise. But for me, in terms of being in the right mindset and motivated, a big thing for me is just taking care of my health. Uh, I'm I'm a huge, huge stickler on my health. And, and uh, so, you know, I do my exercises in the mornings, I eat right um, throughout the whole day. I'm very good about not eating junk food. And I think that's so important because it really does have uh, a shift in how you feel, right, on on a day-to-day basis. Um, So if you're eating poorly, if you're not exercising, right, you're just not going to feel Okay, right? Your, your energy is going to be down, you're gonna have a lot of brain fog, um, your focus isn't going to be on point. Um, but when you take care of your health, uh, you know, all those things are then taken care of themselves, right? You will be focused, you will have the energy. Um, I drink, you know, way less caffeine today. Um, than I did five years ago, because five years ago, I wasn't exercising, but now I do. So now I only need, I drink my one cup of coffee in the morning. And that's it. Whereas before I would have like three to five cups, you know, throughout the whole day. Um, and so I think that's something that actually a lot of entrepreneurs overlook is is, is their health, actually, um, especially because in entrepreneurship, it's almost like glorified you know when you're, you know, have these like sixty to eight hour, eighty hour weeks, and you know you're you're working hard and you're hustling and, and stuff like that, trying to build the American dream, which is cool and all, right? But at the end of the day, um, I do believe in having an optimized mind and body and obviously one of the best ways to do that is is by exercising eating rights and also just going on um, you know daily walks whenever you can stepping away from the computer uh, and having that routine um, actually speaking of which I do have a routine where I do st- I step away from my computer every 50 minutes so I, I work for a 50 minute block I'll step away for 10 minutes uh, 10 minutes um, and then I come back work another 50 minutes step away 10 minutes and then come back and that always just keeps me fresh um, throughout the day that way I'm just not staring you know kind of the mindlessly at some screens all day long.
0: Long. Love it. Yeah, is that uh that sounds like Brendan Bouchard? Is that where you got that yes, from? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's exactly where I got that from. <laughs> Love it.
0: Yeah. It is. And and we often think that like the harder you work, the more you know, money you make, you know, and that's a lot of mindset around that, in that that's like not true, because that would mean that like every single person that works 80 hours a week would be super successful. So it's like that's not true. And at the end of the day, like if you're just like burning yourself out constantly. You're just not, it's just not an ideal situation. At the end of the day, yes, we're working towards a goal, but like, do we want to be happy right now? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to torture myself, you know, like, could I be working more hours? Well, of course, like, but I don't want to, you know, and I know that I'm actually going to do more in the time that I work. I mean, it's like statistically proven that if you work more than 40 hours, that it like your productivity goes down Mm -hmm. like dramatically. Yet so Mm -hmm. many people still aren't adapting (laughs) to this like environment, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's such an interesting concept. I am curious, this is kind of circling back a little bit from an exercise standpoint.
1: Are you a morning person or a night person? I'm, I'm definitely a morning person. If I, if I exercise in the evening, uh, I won't be able to fall asleep, <laughs> you know, period. I, my blood's going to be rushing and all that kind of stuff. And I, I just cannot fall asleep if I exercise at night. So I'm most definitely a morning person in that sense. It, interesting. Yeah. It's
0: always interesting to hear both parties. Cause I think, I think there's a good mix. Um, I've gone back and forth between the two. Um, I was so like sworn off on like that morning was the way, but now I'm actually might be um, willing to get back into the nightly routine. Um, cause again, I think things change based on your environment, um, to be able to adjust into your new world of like where you are or what's going on. Like, you know, as you're, if you're building a family, it's like, all right, well, maybe exercise in the morning doesn't work, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, again, like there's a lot of factors that go into it. The important thing is just like, again, like you said, making time to step away, step back um, and exercise. I think that is,
1: it's so, so important for sure. And, and, and you hit um, a really important point there that it's about what works for your life. Right. You know, cause I, I've, I've read some research studies that actually say that working out in the late afternoon or evening is actually scientifically better for you. Cause you have like more energy for, I can't remember the reasons why, but you know, supposedly it's just better for you overall. But, um, at the end of the day, like, it's just not for me. Right. Like, you know, like I said, I can't, I can't fall asleep if I work out in the evenings. And so I work out in, in, in the mornings, which just works works for my life. It works for my body. It works for my schedule. Um, so even though if it's maybe not, you know, quote unquote, scientifically the the best time of the day to, uh, to exercise, it's just what makes sense for me.
0: Yeah. And again, that can change. Like, you know, it makes sense for you now, but again, that can change. And I think that's important too, within our habits that we keep them flexible to, mm-hmm. you know, adjust, but also at the same time being for you. I know like there's some people that like, They're vegetarians, but then there's some people that like just eat meat, you know? So, (laughs) you know, there's no like perfect answer for success because there's people that are in like amazing shape eating all red meat, which is Mm -hmm. like, and then people who are in amazing shape just eating vegetarians, feeling great, loving it. And there are a lot of studies that say, like, based on your chemicals in your body, that like certain foods react differently and therefore different foods could help you perform or you know, perform better or worse based on your own, um, you know, um, DNA unique biology. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what? I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. just like crazy concept to to think about. Um, so this has been so awesome. I mean, we went into so many things. Uh, I love how much, you know, we talked, you, you mentioned like get comfortable being uncomfortable. I think that is such such a powerful lesson into how we just go about our days. Um, you know, how important it is to be the dumbest person in the room. Like absolutely love that. And it's, it does. And I've heard that before too, but it does, when you say it out loud, it sounds even funnier, you know, like I want to be the dumbest person in the room. What's my goal? Be the dumbest person in the room. You know, like because it's just not something that people say, you know, in your work yeah. or whatever you're doing, you're always trying to prove yourself. And so to try and be the dumbest person is just such a, and I think that goes into like who we surround ourselves with, you know, our friends and, you know, all of that and how that influences us into, you know, what we do on a regular basis and, um, you know, investing in those people, investing in those things. You know, we talked about, money and and investing into those things that, you know, are going to be beneficial. And even though you may can't can't afford it at the time, you know, as our good friend, James Wedmore says, like, you know, the, the transformation is in the transaction. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think we're both, both proof of that. Um,
1: and and, and as uh, to to have another James Wedmore quote in there, like, as he always says is uh, the reason you can't afford it is because you haven't done it yet.
0: (laughs) Yes. Love (laughs) it. Exactly. When you invest in something, you figure out a way to be able to afford it, you know,
1: (laughs) like that's when you're you're back when you're, when your back's against the wall, you're, you're going to find a way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 What's the quote, like burn the ships, you know, it's a similar Mm -hmm. Similar concept and just, you know, being willing, you know, I think the underlying thing, and I was actually talking with this, my, with my dad today is like, you don't invest a lot of times, not because you don't believe in the program. A lot of it, it comes down to like not believing in yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. Right.
0: And that's the most important thing is whether or not you believe in yourself and whether or not you can do what it takes to make it happen. You know, like I wouldn't have invested in Kajabi if I didn't think that I could make a course and and mm-hmm. try and sell it, you know, and believed mm-hmm. in it myself enough that I thought people would buy, you know, um. And it's, so it's that concept of just believing in yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> so bang. Awesome. Well, this was so awesome. Um, one thing I always like to ask, and I know we touched on some books throughout, um, like you mentioned Freakonomics, and I'm curious if there is one particular personal development book aside, of, unless if Freakonomics is your book, that's cool. But <laughs> then like, absolutely just like change um, your life or just like has a dramatic influence or another way to think about it too. Or as if it's something that you recommend the most often to people.
1: Yeah. So, so I've, yeah, I've read a lot of books, but honestly, the, the one that I can recommend the most cause I, and the reason I'm recommending this is because I think it's something that, um, this is a, something that everyone struggles with. And even myself, even after reading it and, and, and making the mindset shifts, right. It always kind of struggles back and it's money, right. Money, money mindsets are hard, right. And every everyone encounters money challenges. Um, and so that's probably one of the biggest most difficult mindset shifts to make is everything around money. Um, so the one I can recommend is uh, it's called dollars um, flow easily to me by Richard dots. Um, it's actually a relatively quick read. Um, you know, I mean, you can do it in, um you know, a couple days, probably three days, but um, I mean, that um, more than anything else shifted my mindset around money. And, um, and I guess because it's something that so many people struggle with um, that's the one I would recommend the most for sure. Awesome.
0: Love it. Yeah. I've had that on my list. For a while, so I generally, when if there's ever a time where I have something on my list and then somebody recommends it, I'm gonna buy it and listen and or like listen to it. Um, so great, because that question's really for me. I always
1: <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, you should definitely make it your next one.
0: <laughs> Love it. Awesome. So lastly, uh, what's the best place for somebody to follow you, get in touch with you?
1: So I'm most active uh, on Instagram. So my handle right there is at I'm Alvaro Barrios, but they can also check me out on the website, which is just alvarobarrios.com. I also have a YouTube channel, Alvaro Barrios Digital, and I am also on Facebook as well. So those are the easiest and fastest ways to check me out.
0: Awesome. And everything's in the show notes. You guys can check it out. Um, Highly recommend Alvaro for um, just following him in general, but definitely, you know, for your Facebook ads, um, couldn't recommend him highly enough. I was recommending you actually before I even started (laughs) using you just because when we met, I was like, this is a guy that I, um, you know, trusted, you know, I trust, you know, just good character, good person. Like those are the people that I want to refer. So thank you for
1: all that you do. And thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I had a real blast. Awesome.
0: Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Check out Alvaro. And remember, let's keep growing together.